Week Zero Sports with Petty and Michael. They're a bunch of fucking amateurs. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Well, good morning, Week Zero fans. Have you missed us? We are back, Week Zero Sports and other stuff with episode 51, our fourth season of doing this thing is kicking off. Petty, how are you doing, man? Freaking excited, man. We're back. We're episode Dick Buckus. We're, I mean, we're here, man. We're here for some college football. How can I not be excited? Man, I know I am. I am absolutely elated to be back on this show talking about a little bit of football. And speaking of that, man, what's it been like six months, seven months since we've been on this show? There's been a lot happened since then. I mean, I mean, I would almost, it would be irresponsible for us not to mention the freaking Hollywood style makeover that college football has gotten over the last few months, right? Oh, dude. I mean, uh, can we start with the botched tit job that is the NIL? I mean, you go into this thing thinking you're going to get even boobies and they come out lopsided. I mean, look at the lopsided booby that's at College Station spending all kind of money. Just ask our boy Coach Saban. He'll tell you all about it. It's lopsided. It's 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 a botched tit job. And look, one's looking at you. One's looking for you. <laughs> one's yeah, that's right. And it and that's what the NIL's turned into. And I don't even want to get on the transfer portal. I mean, that's made our teams all unrecognizable. Who knows who's playing for who? I mean, that's I mean that's like what like an old Michael Jackson nose job. Who knows what it looks like? <laughs> Haven't you couldn't recognize that old nose just like you couldn't recognize these old teams? I mean, so many teams are trading players and shuffling players. It's been pretty insane. And, and look, man. Oh yeah, it's no. Who, I have no idea. It's like the pros gone wild. Uh, but and look, the cherry on top is this damn conference alignment. Like, all I can say, that's like a lip injection. It sounds like a good idea. Everybody wants some DSLs. But look, <laughs> we all know it looks weird. It looks overdone. Weird. Lip injection is what this is. I mean, look at the Big Ten. The B1G out there we, now has two Southern California schools. Like, what the what? fuck is that even about? I look. I know I'm from the South, and you know Alabama's education wasn't ranked the highest, but Southern California seems to be below. If you put a Mason Dixon all the way across, I would think that would fall in the South, wouldn't it? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It makes about as much sense as Missouri in the Southeastern Conference, but that's neither here nor there, Petty. <laughs> the most important thing that is going on in this world right now is this is actually our namesake, Week Zero of college football. We have games on Saturday. That's tomorrow for you people hearing this live. That's right. College football. You get to wake up and watch college football from Ireland of all places. Right, how's that going to pan out? You know, I'm I'm interested. Like, do these players give a shit about playing a game when they're in Europe? Like, check. I mean, talk about distractions. And I mean, what kind of fan bases show up? I mean, the people there in kilts and bagpipes, letting you have it. Moms, dads, and weirdos. No offense to the weirdos out there. I'm one of them. But moms, that Bama was playing over there, I'd be there. Right. It just kind of hit me though. <laughs> it's appropriate that we're sending like Nebraska and Northwestern. They kind of set football back with the way they play. So sending them back into the old world, to into play old country, to play old ball. We play old <laughs> football in the old world. Hey, hit this ball and ball into that hole over yonder. <laughs> Drink some scotch. All right, that's. Yeah, we got football, man. We're off the rails. Not all that. All, we're, we're, we're all football's all. coming up, and all we can talk about is Europe, right? So that's, oh, that's great. Right. Well, look, man. There's so much to get into, and there's no way we can talk about it all in our measly little one-hour show here. But 
We've got to do our standards that we always do, right? We've got to first season of the year, we got to look into our crystal ball, and we're going to have to jump out of college football really quick. We've got to do our annual NFL tradition of picking the Super Bowl. Uh, first few years we did this, we were pretty good. Last year, nobody saw that one coming, right? So uh, we'll just scratch that one off. Um, but with this this year, there might be a few surprises in there. What are you thinking? Are you seeing anything in your crystal ball, Petty? I am, and I, I'm kind of getting, I'm not getting crazy on my favorite pick, but I am going with a little strategy on my sleeper pick this year. So I feel actually, I feel like I'm actually using some sense this year. It may, may backfire, but I've got to. Well, I like the way it sounds. Why don't you lay it on me? Okay, so I, I'm going back to the well. I, I think the Buffalo Bills, and I watched a special on them the other day. So it got me in the feels that, you know, you, talking about the years where they won, you know, lost four in a row. How, can look mm -hmm. back. That was pretty badass. Man, mm -hmm. they're going to break through. So I'm, I'm going with the Bills um, is my easy go-to pick, and I think they're the hands-down favorite anyway. Uh -huh. And my sleeper pick is a team that they've been there a lot, but they also have a lot of down years. But it seems like after a couple down years, people forget about them, and all of a sudden they're back in the, the playoffs making a deep run, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. They're going to be my Ooh. sleeper pick this year. You're going to do a sleeper pick from the NFC, huh? So who yeah. you got? So, so you've got the Bills in the AFC, and who you got coming from that? You, who, who's your? So, is San Francisco your actual NFC pick, or is that your? Sleeper? No, that's just my sleeper pick to to make a deep to win it because you know we can't. Um, I don't, I don't know who I think is going to win it all in NFC. It's it's funny how it's all shifted the 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 power balance. I mean, the AFC championship. Tampa Bay threw threw a wrench in it for a little while. I mean, you've still got the, the Bengals Packers who the feel Bengals. like they have been due for so long. The Bengals are in the AFC. But dude, and Matthew Stafford left Detroit for one year and now has as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers. Ah, oh, you're just, true, very true, man. And that's a hard fact to swallow. I hadn't even thought about that. That's I, I, perspective right there. So, I mean, the Packers choke a lot. They should win it a lot, but you see, I, I don't know, man. The NFC's topsy turvy. I said Thomas said topsy turvy. What about you, man? Where, where you're, you're, this is your thing. This is where you always kick my ass. I'm still not a believer in the Trey Lance experiment, so I think your San Francisco pick is trash. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. He, he'll probably be good in his first few years when he can run, but once he starts getting beat up a little bit, I don't know if he's going to be as good as like Lamar Jackson, you know, in their similar styles, I yep. feel like. So <clears throat> we'll see about that, Petty. We'll see about that. Now I'm going to put on my – aqua blue green tinted glasses here for a moment and i'm gonna buy into the josh mcdaniel hype train and the tyreek hill the cheetah hype train and my boy waddle out there waddling waddle. around you know i think if they've got just enough offensive line down there that's all it's going to take for miami to be my sleeper team to make it to the super bowl and look at two of there he's either going to flop this year completely or he's going to be running for the mvp well, i mean like it's one way or the other I, I love our microwave society. I'm a part of it. I get on coaches. I, I'm a hypocrite. I get on coaches. Why well, I'm probably about to do it with Mike Norvell later in the show. But you know, look. Let's look at John Elway or the Peyton Mannings of the world in their first years in the NFL weren't the greatest. And for some reason, no. since Tua didn't come in like Tom Brady and actually wasn't horrible. I mean, his stats were were actually pretty decent completion yeah. percentage wise. You know, people kind of wrote him off. I'm with you, man. Give, he give also had a couple terrible. Years. Terrible, terrible administration, line. like top to bottom. I mean, they were oh, yeah. they're not trying to win. Um, it was a lot of turmoil down there. I think Josh McDaniel is a very good offensive coach. I think he's going to get uh, the pieces around Tua to work properly wow. and give him a little bit of time. And he's also fully healthy this year. He's got all his strength back, and I'm seeing him throw 60, 70-yard balls that are on point. So wow. looking forward hoping, to that one. 
to give you an educated opinion on the Dolphins since I went and saw them play in a preseason game, but nobody played. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. You're, you could have a pretty good opinion on the Dolphins second through fourth yeah, string. I can tell you right. about their fourth string. Right. <laughs> Benito oh, Jones a- from Ole Miss is a hell of a backup defensive tackle. Tons of tackles. Well, I don't, I don't think the Bills are going to get knocked out this year. Um, I don't know how the Bengals pulled off that magical run last year, but does anybody think that they have a shot of getting back? I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I might be a Burrow believer. Jamar Chase, pretty Jamar damn Chase. good. Joe Burrow, pretty damn good. Bengals administration, pretty damn bad. Will they be able to hold it together? I don't know. That's the that's the big wild card out there. Are they going to be able to keep the locker room? So who's your? Then you've got your sleeper. Then who's your? Who's your? Um, so I got the Bills. Um, I'm looking in the NFC, and man, it is a toss-up. I'm going to throw you out one that I probably couldn't have seen myself picking last year at this time. Um, and this is definitely not a homer pick because you know I'm not a fan of this guy. Once he left, he's dead to me. But I think the Eagles have put a good team around ah. Jalen Hurts, and I think they can fumble through enough games to be a threat. And really? if they, yeah, that's kind of my dark horse in the NFC, right? So oh, I don't, I, I like they're a weird team, and I don't, I don't think that they're going to be terrible. I really don't. I think they're they've put another uh, receiver up there to go with uh, with my boy, my husband boy from Alabama. That's your boy from Ole Miss. You know what I mean? Oh so, yeah, AJ AJ's up there. Yeah. So you got AJ Brown up there. Um, you got Smitty. So he's got weapons and. Uh, they got a, they had what the best defense in the league last year. It's going to be an interesting team, man. It, it'll. It, I don't. I'll, I, I'll look, say this: Jalen Hurts can, can is a game manager in the NFL. He's Greg McElroy, two thousand and nine, and sometimes those teams win. Look at Stetson Bennett last year. I'll say this: this will be a make or break. I'm talking, for, giving two college ex- two college examples for NFL. Way to go, Michael. Wait, <laughs> I'll say this: I think it's a make or break year for for Jalen because, like you've just pointed out, they've given him the weapons now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can't manage it with these weapons, it's probably going to be seen that. Well, here's not- the thing: he's not going to make mental mistakes. We know that he's going to be cool as a cucumber. Um, he still doesn't have very much touch, but they've coached a little touch into him. He, his balls look a little bit better than they did before. You still need five layers of gloves to catch him a lot of times because he tries to throw it through the player instead of to the player. But I don't know. I, I feel like they could be a little bit of a dark horse. Um, you know that Stafford-Rams mix worked really good. They've got a good defense. It's hard to pick against those guys. Yeah, it's hard to pick against the Rams right now. You always look at... The Packers, are they ever going to get over that bar? I'm going to stop picking the Packers just because I don't think they can get it done now. That Aaron Rodgers is just a dead man. No, man. Um, there's, yeah. there's a little up-and-coming cowboy club over there that could, uh, people, could people, give you people just as much. Just, I'll tell you, they'll give you just as much excitement as the Packers before they shit the bed, right? I don't. I, and Dak and Zeke Elliott going all the way, I just don't see happening until they do it. They just don't sure, 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 sure. Well, anyway, so my NFC is up in the air. I'm just going to throw one out that'll stick, and let's just say the Rams again. Rams and Bills this year. Rams and uh, Bills. Funny, nobody's, nobody's talking Chiefs, um, but they've just lost the Cheetah, and you know that $500 million contract for Mahomes well, is starting what, what to show you up. Say to you, what did you say before last season? So said that, that was that, it, That right? contract would be the death knell to Kansas I said that's City. Dead knell. Yeah, it is. There's no way you can have a team when you're paying one player that much money. Nobody's nope. worth that much, and... You know, why they're going to pay for it. Why you saw New England work for so long. Tom Brady was deadly, you know, instead of taking the big, big raises. And I get he's married. Did he to not him. take a pay cut to get Moss on the team or something I'm, like I'm, that? I remember I'm, him doing that a couple times. Being like, hey, just take a couple mil off sure. of my salary. I'm, you know. 
Yeah, I'll I've take got a, some vegan chicken farm that's going to make money for me anyway. I mean, I'm, and I'm married to Giselle. She's sitting there walking down She's that runway. She's slinging $100 million in, dollars a bringing year. In, bringing in cheese, man. I, I'd, I'd, I'll take Randy Moss for a year and a million less. Come on. Absolutely. All right, and I think this year the Super Bowl winner is going to be whoever makes it from the NFC because the Bills have such a history of flopping. I can't pick against – I can't pick no, them to win it until they do it. This is the year. So – so Bills I'm gonna win it. I guess I'm going for the Rams for a repeat. I don't know. Ram, like Ram. I really do think my dark horse is gonna come in and be the savior for us. They're all gonna be lucky, stay healthy all year, and Dolphins gonna win it all. Boom. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even pick an NFC because Bills are winning it all. Because Bills are winning it all. I love I it. Well, there you guys have it. Because the I NFL watched the crystal special ball that made me feel good. Because <laughs> you watched the special. I watched the special. Damn it. At least you're honest. Look, <laughs> it's like that hard knocks. You can every year you can watch the hard knocks, and they always take the shittiest team, the Jets or the Lions, and you're like, damn, they could win it all this year, and then they end up winning two games. Well, and th- here's the thing about that: the NFL is so <laughs> there's so much parity in the NFL that just a yeah. tiny bit better one year makes you seven or eight spots better. That's why it's easier for me to project the preseason college football. The first few weeks of NFL, I'm going to get my ass handed to me by the bookie, but on college, I'll make it all up because. Yeah. You know, you can get in it. There's so many college games, and there's so much less parity there that you can actually get some advantages. Might, so, be, an, might be an advantage on a game in week one and week zero. Sorry, I almost said week one and botched up. Like, oh, just almost a week said, zero, a week zero bet. I love it. I actually might have a few wagers myself. And you know what? Last year uh, we had a little episode called "Take the Damn Bet." It was our opening episode of the season where we discussed some SEC. I mean, just game you, totals. Might, might, as well right? call them, might as well call them stocks. Cause, might I mean, as well. You, you buy your stock, and then you watch the college football season and just watch your stock make money. through. The well, year. my two guaranteed wins <laughs> that I gave you in that were LSU under and Ole Miss That's over, it. and they were both completely won by, like, the eighth week. Oh, so, yeah. not bad, guys. We've got and some more of those. I have, uh, I have done a scientific calculation of every sec game and the full outcome of the season so we, we he's run a thousand simulations of each game thousands of simulations mm-hmm. so we may have some gold some, star picks so so we may have a take the damn bet part two on, on our hands coming up later well i'm already calling it this is a take the damn bet i'm going to tell you to take the damn bet but this year there's just a lot more of them <laughs> that's right well before we take the bet man if anybody knows us, they know who our teams are, right? Nah, right, right, right. You are a Tennessee fan, and I love Auburn, right? <laughs> you love the barn. <laughs> yes, I um eat my corn from a jar. Balls are back. Mustard. Which, hell, shit, by the time this thing's over, you may actually think. Uh, ah, that may be a little clue into where we're going later. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a lover of Tennessee, but I am most definitely not a hater. Not this year. Not this I'm, year. I'm, not with I'm, what they got going, I think. You know, their coach, he looked all right last year. He started being competitive with a ragtag bunch of, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say scrubs because they're in the SEC, but under SEC, you know, measures, a bunch of scrubs and gave people a hard time. So, can he keep that offense rolling this year? He's got a new quarterback, or he's got his quarterback no, he back, yeah, and they've got back. A, He's settled. And, and then they've signed, like, the best quarterback for 2023, right? Yeah, they signed what many believe to be the top quarterback in the class and the, the California kid that I'm not even going to butcher his name. Just know that Tennessee is playing the game, which, hey, mm-hmm. it's a legal mm-hmm. game, and mm-hmm. they got him a damn good one from California. I, I, I don't even want to try to pronounce his name. 
He's I'm going to just, just jump a little bit ahead on this because this brings up something I want to talk about. There's another quarterback in that class that is said to be the number one player in the country. And for some reason, despite what could be a last name that gives you an instant pedigree, a lot of people are trying to claim that this guy might be a flop. Look. Yeah. Look, first of all. Who are we talking about first of all? First off, this, this, this person is someone that our Daniel Petty in the second episode of Week Zero ever, way yeah, back we're in on 2019. Number two. Episode number betrothed two. Betrothed his daughter to, to this asshole. To this asshole. This little son of a bitch. <laughs> this, I this love it. Benedict Arnold son of a bitch who thinks uh, the grass is greener in Austin. Yeah. The cows are there. They have cows. But. As much as I want this little, first of all, the betrothal's over, Arch. If you're listening to this, it's done. You're out. Arch Manning, that's who we're talking about. Yeah, One nephew of Peyton and Eli, son of their older brother, Cooper, right? Cooper. Cooper's yeah. son, um, who did go to Ole Miss, but apparently forgot, forgot his damn roots somewhere along the way. So for the last month and a half, ever since this guy has committed to Texas, which more on that later, but ever since he's committed to Texas... Um, I have just heard over and over, oh, look, go look at the competition he's playing and blah, he's blah, blah. He's playing against this. midgets. It is. Yeah, 100%. True. When you he go watch this is. kid play, he is playing against what looks like Vina High School, where I went to school. It Dudes with my athletic impressive. ability. Yeah. Like, he's as big, he's bigger than the defensive lineman on the player he's playing. <laughs> he's bigger than the offensive right? lineman. So, most of the time when you see that, that's a, that's a dead giveaway sign that this dude is going to be overhyped, right? Almost always, you get a 2A quarterback that comes out hyped up, he sucks when he gets in college. But pump the freaking brakes here, well, guys. He didn't show up to all the camps, the five-star rivals Let's camps think and- about why that is. Because they only play against competition. They've never seen SEC speed on the field. Guess what, guys? This Manning kid has 100% played <laughs> against more NFL quarters than Bryce Young. You know what I mean? This yeah. kid has been getting to practice against NFL cornerbacks for as long as he's wanted to say, hey, uncle, or hey, daddy, or hey, grandpa, I'd like to practice and get a little better. So he's this... this um. Manning Camp, the Elite Manning Passing Academy. I wonder if this kid has not been there at least behind the scenes since he was freaking seven. Well, and look, let, let's okay. True, his the competition he played against sucked. What competition right. did Eli play against? In high same school? competition. What about Peyton? What about Peyton? Same competition. They all went to the same high school, Isidore Newman, 2A. And look, when they came out, guess what happened? They beat the ass of most of the people that are talking shit about them. I want the kid to bust since he's not going to my team. Look, but look at the name. Look at the odds. I look, mean, Clay Travis I, did an article about they should put Archie Manning semen in a museum because the percentages of what it's produced are astronomical. Yeah. He's two Super Bowl MVP sons. You can take any kid out there of medium athletic ability and give him that kind of training, and he's at least a blue chip college quarterback. You give that to a Manning who's already got the genes, and it's almost a guarantee. So I know I don't want him to do good because he picked Texas, obviously. And And I think that's traitor. He should have at least stuck it in the SEC, so I had to look at his ugly ass for three years. (laughs) But he's still not going to bust. And if you want the final stamp, there's a man named Nick Saban who most people revere as a pretty good talent evaluator who – Spent his time to watch the kid play freaking basketball. Basketball game. Yeah, full basketball, basketball game. game. 
Nick Saban. Yeah. He wasn't wasting his time watching a kid that's going to be a bust. Though. Nope. So sorry, everybody. I just so you don't have to be so disappointed when he comes out and he's good at a school, which probably isn't going to be Texas. Ooh. What? Bold oh, prediction there, huh? Bold prediction. That, Let's bold. start our bold predictions off with my first bold prediction. That is, Arch Manning doesn't actually end up at Texas. Um, I don't know, man. I, this is one where I'm, I'm pumping the brakes because I now feel like he's a money whore. He went to the biggest paycheck, and that was that oil money out in Texas. They wrote it. Why else would he go to the, the book reader? The Mannings have made <laughs> terrible decisions with their children's college education. Alex, <laughs> I mean, since the since since Peyton went to Tennessee, okay, Tennessee, and then they they. They could have gotten any coach. Ole Miss would have paid any coach in America to come to their school to bring Eli there, and they wanted David fucking Cutcliffe. Am I wrong to feel like any like if this was Bama and this they were dealing with the same type of type of legacy situation that the kids? Why do I? Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't feel like if this was Bama or LSU or someone like or Tennessee that I, I feel like they all would have gone. It all just followed suit. But. Especially if the program's on the up and up. Not going to Ole Miss when you've got Kiffin there, who's yeah. going to let you throw more touchdowns than anybody else. I mean, Kiffin is just Sarkeesian without the booger eating. I mean, they were at yes. the same place. It was the same thing. And look, man, you hear all these rumors that the Mannings don't like Kiffin because his personality, but, you know, the, the booger eating drunk's okay. Kiffin's actually come out and hadn't, you know, talked about hadn't drank in two years and has kind of turned himself over, but okay. But again, the Manning stuck us with Hugh Freeze, and mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to go on a rant that's going to upset some of my followers. So I'm going to stop that. I'm just go ahead and pump the brakes. Well, anyway, but sorry, he's going to be good. But yeah, after, he's going to be good. Look, kid's going to play. He's a ball. He's a Manning. On September 10th, the Manning family is going to start thinking about the health of their poor young kid when they see what Will Anderson does to this Ooh. Texas team. See, Michael's still of the At a breakfast game. We're having a breakfast game. Anybody want to go to football for breakfast? What the stupid fucking Big 12? No wonder they're falling apart. There's no wonder the Big 12's falling apart when they're having marquee games during breakfast. They're not even ranked. It's Texas, and they're not even ranked. Like, what the freak? What are we getting? What are we inheriting? Can we trade them for USC and UCLA? Let's just hope Texas is 1-0 when we get to them. We need to get out of conference win. (laughs) <laughs> a good reason. Good reason. Uh, I do believe that there is a small vendetta from the University of Alabama that will be paid in full to the state of Texas this year. Speaking of Bama, man, I, look, I've drank a lot of. I, I'll start drinking the Kool Aid. I'm not going to lie about Ole Miss in the off season, mm-hmm. and I'll get high from it. I'll get real high from it because look, I, I'm going to settle some Ole Miss fans. I, I almost upset you with the Manning stuff. For those that are worried about the quarterback competition, I've got two words for you. Blake Sims. Oh, yeah. All right. Nerve settled. Quarterback situation, okay. Kiffin can make a running back throw for for 3,000 yards given the right situation. Um, I I think we're going to be okay there. I think Ole Miss's defense is actually going to shock some people. We are going to have an SEC defensive line, not just the front four, but I think a rotation. It's too deep. Our secondary, we got some 6'4 cornerbacks. We're going to look like we're going to look like an SEC defense. Um, the team's going to be different, and I start drinking this Kool-Aid, and I'm like, here we go, man. And then I remember that we're in the conference with Alabama, whose best player isn't the returning Heisman Trophy winner. Ooh, yeah, true story. 
True story. I, yeah, you seem to like to let everybody know on uh, social media about who that player is. Uh, yes, 100%. One William Wallace Anderson. Sir William Anderson. <laughs> should yeah. be Wallace. He should be like, do blue paint on his face. Uh, yeah, that, that, dude, that dude's insane. And having Dallas Turner on the other side with Will on this side. Dallas Turner is a game changer by himself if he's out there. Having being able to run free because they're having to put three at will is going to make that. I mean, like I said, I I would not want to be the Texas quarterback this year. I would not want to be the Texas A and M quarterback you, this you, year. You complained about last year was your defensive interior really wasn't getting after it, and I think that's where y'all blostered it. And if you've got an interior that's taking some of the heat, we away, were a B plus. We were a B plus across the board last year, except for edge rusher. Right, yeah. interior of the offense, defensive line was B plus. They're great. But they're B plus. Linebackers in the middle. Toto is going to be great this year. I can't wait for everybody to see how good he's going to be now that he knows the offense because you watched him take a step in the wrong direction a lot of times last year, and it made him look like he wasn't that good or that he was missing things. It just complicated defense a little bit, and most of the time our middle linebacker has been there for three years before they get to step in, and he came in on the first year. So let me tell you something. That dude's going to be a freak this year. This is our first real secondary. This is our first real secondary since D. Milner and uh, Drake or Patrick. Michael Jackson's nose, uh, the best (laughs) cornerback in the SEC, was wearing purple and gold last year and is now wearing crimson because y'all needed that. <laughs> Kool-Aid is a beast. Jordan Battle is a beast. Helen is Ricks a beast. Eli Ricks just... is a beast. I mean, it is It is yeah. a... We, we're five deep in the secondary for the first time. We've only been one Bears. deep, really, um, lately. So it's this is a good setup for our defense this year, as long as we don't lose a bunch of key pieces that can yep. always mess y'all you stay up. stay healthy. Uh, unproven wide receivers for Alabama, but I think with a Heisman quarterback coming back, they'll be proven pretty quickly. Um, offensive line will have to mesh as usual. Uh, we got a Utah State team coming in that, in some weird guy's simulation online, was Alabama's only loss of the year. <laughs> what crackhead get? Well, that's somebody that'd been playing on dynasty mode for thirty years and started with Utah State. <laughs> yeah, had Utah State. Yeah, you can't use stars. that simulation. But and and look, man, I love B. Rob. We talked about him a lot last year because he was a Hillcrest kid. He was, you know, from my high school. But I think y'all upgraded at that position too. I, I think you know oh. the running back y'all. Are, Y'all, as good as B. Rob was, he was that workhorse back. Y'all, and your and your breakaway back got injured, I think, in the Florida game. Um, I I think now you've got so that we've back. got Roydell back. We've also got Gibbs, who has been um nothing short of phenomenal. Yeah. in uh in summer summer training, just about everybody that has been asked about a player has mentioned Gibbs. So, uh, I believe he is. A good between the tackles runner. He's fast, he's shifty, and he can catch. So that sounds like this is one of those situations that the NIL has created an embarrassment of riches for the big yep. teams because normally this guy plays his last season, goes to the NFL as a first rounder from Georgia Tech. This yep. year he gets to compete for the Doak Walker Award and everything else in a situation where he's running behind one of the best lines. And yep. it just allows people to step up to it, that makes the top tier teams. You know, a little bit more unfair to be perfectly honest. Oh, absolutely. And I'll be honest, if you're, I guess if you're a gambler and paying attention, you might, it's this is something that you may can take it again. It's kind of foreshadowing to a pick we got later. But again, it goes back to what we talked to last year. There's going to be some teams in the mid tier that are kind of good and they look out the next year and every good player they've got is gone. Because, gets poached. Like Georgia Tech's now viewed to be what the last place team in, in the ACC. Well, mm-hmm. they had one of the top running backs in the damn country. You got a game changer like that, you're going to win some, some of those middle games, and you're going to you're going to be a little mm-hmm. bit better. 
it just man, it's, you're just gonna it's crazy. teams like Georgia Tech, teams like the Mac. The, I mean, mm. the Big Ten just poaches the Mac every year after they beat up on them. They got one or two good players left, and they poach them. You guys have actually been doing a pretty good job of that. We've uh, done also, a, right? Absolutely, and that comes to one of my hot takes. I don't think many people realize Ole Miss led the SEC in rushing last year. You hear Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, and you think, oh, wide open passing, passing. That offense he runs is 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 based off off the run game. And Michael, you know, look, I was I, I had to pump the the Ole Miss breaks a lot. I was a huge Ely fan. He was the big prospect coming out, and I was a huge Snoop fan. But Michael's telling me the whole time, you know, we needed to, to pump the rock with Snoop. Well, as Snoop good as was that, a better running back. Oh, he yeah. tried harder, and he ran like Josh Jacobs. And guess what? He's in the damn NFL but, now. But let's be real. He just like he said, just a Josh Jacobs and a free agent. And we had the the number one rushing attack in the SEC. I'm telling you right now. The running game at Ole Miss also was better than it was last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Zach Evans from uh, from TCU. I'll be honest, if we can keep his, he's got a little bit of uh, Antonio Brown. He's a little crazy. Well, it's okay. his well, yeah, you, know, you can make crazy can you can make crazy work in college for a couple you can. years with the you right, can. you know, with just the right mindset. Um, I want to mention something that we talked about a second ago with Ole Miss before we get off Ole Miss, oh, yeah. and it's that quarterback situation. Okay? Oh yeah, and as you may or may not know. When my in-laws' side of the family is a well-connected blue blood Mississippi bunch of football players and fans, they they live, die, and breathe Ole Miss. And I thought I was going to get taken out back and beaten with a rubber hose last year when I told them that Matt Corral is not the best quarterback that Kiffin's going to get. And in fact, he's not even Kiffin's quarterback. And just wait till he gets one of his own. And they're like, Matt Corral's a generation of this, that, I get it. Matt Corral was good, but without Kiffin, that Kiffin made him good by putting him in an offensive system that allowed him to shine. And that was use your cannon, know where to throw it before you snap the ball, throw it to a wide open man, and it's going to be awesome. He he took a guy that was five interceptions two five or three inter- times a year into a basically a Heisman candidate. A guy that okay? didn't throw five the whole year. You've got a kid on your team that's not ready yet. He is in the best parallel I can think of is Mac Jones situation. Mac Jones was at our team. He never was quite good enough to be that starter for several years because he had to grow into his body, he had to develop, and he wasn't as naturally gifted as some of the other just straight-up athletes that we get. But by the time he built his man body, dad bod, let me clear dad that up, bod. his dad bod, he, had a little bit of he got out bod. there and he kicked some ass, right? Now, I don't, okay. know, if you, I, I don't know if you remember that guy, but that, this Altmaier kid that you guys have looks a lot like a Mac Jones in his sophomore year back there. It, He's got the skills. He's not quite ready right there. I think he is going to end up being fantastic for you guys in another year or two, and maybe even this year, but that dark kid seems like he's way more talented right now, which just reminds me of the situation. And if Altmaier sticks around there, that is a quarterback that Lane Kiffin picked because oh, yeah. he liked his skill set. Uh, and, okay? and beat out and, and was a, a, a big prospect. And, man, that's what scares me with this new era of transfers. If you don't play now, you've got the opportunity to go play the next year and not wait that out, where Mac Jones really didn't have that opportunity unless he wanted to sit out a year. I hope for Altmaier's sake, if he doesn't win the job, and we don't know he won't, but if he doesn't win the job, I hope he does stay because you're getting the tutelage from the best quarterback, and you only need one and year. And he will to be, get that one year. And Mac Jones showed you need one year to be you a badass to get drafted. That's it. You don't need and you three need or development. Four. Some people need development. Some people need to get that development. And I do think that you know by the time he does that, he's not going to be conservative when he's a junior or a no. senior. Right now, he's conservative because he's 
still getting it. But the dude, he saw something in him, and if he's not the guy, there will be a quarterback that Lane Kiffin brings in that will allow him to. I don't believe that Lane Kiffin has been able to open up his offense since he left USC. Okay, I don't believe he's been able to do that because at Alabama, he never had a cerebral quarterback. He had to put in quarterbacks that could make pre-snap reads, maybe one read, and get it done. And no offense to Blake Sims. Love that guy. He was great. He was awesome, but he he didn't. He was not a, like the guy that was going to step back and make four reads or whatever. Yeah. Just that he had usually you knew where the ball was going to go when he snapped when they snapped it. That was a lot of the way that the, he treated Corral to an extent last year. You know, oh, yeah. they made a lot of the reads before the snap. When Kiffin gets somebody out there that can do pre-snap and post-snap reads, work through progressions and stuff like that, that's going to be the most dangerous offense in the country. Well, and I think I agree. I don't know if Dart's that guy yet, but I do think Dart's the guy with Closer. the higher ceiling that gives a, mm-hmm. a more explosive. And if Kiffin has shown us anything, he's going to go for it. He's going to sure. use the statistics that give you the best opportunity to score. If you've got a guy that's that athletic that can go around and can make extra plays with his legs and can make extra long plays, you know, do some highlight reel stuff, yeah. he'll get you some open throws to make it to where you can handle the offense. Oh, yeah. And and um, I tell you, if they're the names, since we're doing the preseason, all that crystal ball stuff, the names to know for Ole Miss this year that are going to come on the scene are Zach Evans and Michael Trigg. Ole Miss has got a tight end that, that Kiffin mm-hmm. is about to, to He's turn transfer the next from Pitts. USC he, as well, he came, right? He came with Dart to USC. Good mm-hmm. gracious. He's a- so, while we're there, this is a great transition. Yep. Um, one of my bold predictions is <laughs> this USC rebuilding job ain't a one-year deal. Okay, guys? I'm going to give you both sides of this coin. I'm going to give you the damn devil's advocate and what I believe. Here's what I believe. I, I've not seen Lincoln Riley build a program yet. Lincoln Riley stepped into a Inherited. pretty nice situation in Oklahoma and kept it rolling. Yeah. So he left and goes to USC, which is a train wreck. It's been a train wreck for over a decade. Okay. So he's got to change the culture down there. Now, one thing that can help you change a culture is bring a couple leaders in. And he <laughs> you did take, take the whole team with you. <laughs> he did take some of the team with him out there. <laughs> like most right? Which is something. But... Building that culture in and getting everybody to buy in and do everything that needs to be done right. We've seen it takes a little bit of time. I mean, how are they going to handle, especially with all that NIL money that they're throwing around, how are they going to handle six and six season? I don't know. And I'm with you on that until I, I until we, me and you did this, I looked at their schedule and I'm like, ah. This is the saving grace, and that's where I'm about to get to. The saving grace is – Pac-12 is really bad this year. They're really down. They're like The only teams that are expected to be good are Utah and uh, Oregon, right? And Oregon just yeah. lost a the coach. They're coming in a new system. Similar thing. Um, I think the Oregon was in better shape than USC last year. So, obviously, there was a little advantage there. But, you know, they didn't have the NIL firepower coming in immediately the way that USC's done. But the USC and the Texas situations, it could be. I think it could be what you're saying, but not look the same in the win loss column because sure. there may be some they could paper, still win eight or nine games. There might be some, pa- some paper tiger there. Yeah. Now, on the, the other hand, up. there is going to be a Pac-12 team that comes out and is better than everybody expects, maybe, um, because they usually have some cornerbacks, and that's like that's really the only thing you've kind of been getting out of the Pac-12 in the last few years has been cornerbacks. So I'm sure there's still some out there that you're going to give them hell, right? Because there aren't there weren't any in the oh, Big Twelve. Yeah. And I'm with you on the root calls. Lincoln Riley's never built his own program he's inherited Mm -hmm. program and and usc i don't think is in the shape that oklahoma was when he got it so oh absolutely not he got he took over oklahoma team that just went to the playoff 
And and look, man, we're about to see, you're about to learn what coaches can deal with something that's completely new in this world of college football. And not completely new. You're always building cultures within a team. But you're usually doing it with a class of 25 guys that you bring in together. And then a new class of 25 guys you bring together. Not a full team of 85 and then 22 new dudes from all over the country that are gonna, thinking they're going to be starters day one because sure. that's why the hell you brought them in their junior year. And all the people it, that earned those jobs at USC that are now just getting squashed down right. and pushed so, out because somebody's new guys in town. What coaches can really develop culture amongst a very motley crew of players because that's, that's what the NIL is bringing in. Ole Miss is in the same boat. Ole Miss could be – it, it, they could be a six-win team if it all just goes to hell in a handbasket and these sure. kids don't get along. But if if the if the jail comes together, the talent that's there, they could be sitting there pre- hating that damn Alabama's guys, in their conference. You guys brought in what ten transfers or something like oh, that? Good lord, like fifteen or t- I mean, we did that. It's more not than we like did replacing the whole team. You still got sixty people yeah. there on the team yeah. that know last year's culture that will be that's able right. to. There, you come in acting like an asshole, you're going to be the odd guy instead of the norm. You come in acting like an asshole at USC right now, you're kind of setting the culture. Funny you say that. There was a kid, I, sh- I think his name's Ash, that, that from Iowa State, I don't want to mention any names, who had ended up with a broken jaw. And I think he was kind of a you know big shot, hothead, big hitter coming from the Big Ten. And I think he come in the SEC locker room running his mouth. and Learned his lesson quickly, huh? Yeah. So, you know, that, that happens. It's football. It's man sports. It is. It is a man's sport. Well, I've got a couple more of these uh, bold predictions down here that are typed up, and I think we got to cover some of those. I see another one of yours about the Tennessee Volunteers. Dude, man, they're unranked right now. So this, I, people might think I'm on crack for this, and we've been. Hey, we've we've been. You know, sometimes we we're part of the crowd, and we throw we throw the the tomatoes at people when it's fun to throw the tomatoes. And we've jumped on the the Vols are back, and every we've jumped on all the dumbass coaching moves they've made over the last few years. I have been the biggest laugher of the Vols <laughs> are back for the last few years, and I'm not laughing this year. Not laughing. I, not laughing. I'm, I I. Again, after a thousand simu- simulations on my computer, I think the Vols may actually be back. Well, after a thousand losses that I've watched them have <laughs> in the last 10 years or whatever, maybe 15, I mean, it's about time. But, but, there is a big, huge but asterisk on this. This is all based on the improvement we saw last year coming up on this team. If they continue that trajectory, they will be a factor in the SEC East this year. Will that happen? I don't know, but it seems like there's a good chance. It seems like the buzz is positive. Um, the way they ended last year, being competitive with people, I, you know, I, I just feel like maybe they've got finally got a good system over there. Uh, they do. They're running. Look, man, that Ole Miss-Tennessee game, a part of the reason it was so good is it was the same offense as clashing and the same offensive mind. So if you love Lane Kiffin, you got to love what Josh Heupel's doing because they've run pretty much the same daggum offense. We and pointed that out last year when y'all were about to play each other. I that's remember. right. And yeah. everybody was taking the over. And I'm like, man, these teams kind of know what each other's doing. That doesn't mm-hmm. always tend to a wide open shootout. Mm-hmm. And it turned into a slugfest. Um, but again, you've got Hendon Hooker coming back for a second year. They've recruited really well. I, I Look, man, there's several things going in their favor. And a lot of it, look, when you're doing these simulations, the first thing you really got to look at is how the schedule plays out. That is a big factor. Can you build momentum going into certain games? Where do games lie? Where are you playing certain teams like Florida, second at home? I, I think it sets up for them 
to make a hell of a run and push a team that may take a small step back this year. So, um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people are expecting a team up in Lexington to not just be good at the hoops this year, but a, a little good at the, the, the pigskin. Yeah, so there's going to be some challenges in the East a little bit, finally, it seems like. But before we jump in the East, you got any big shockers for the West for us? Oh, yeah. Uh, people aren't going to understand or, or understand how to handle in, in a few of our most Southern uh, Western states how to handle the bottom of the SEC, and that's both of our Tigers. Yes, the I, SEC West could finish with two Tigers at, at the bottom. When Six that? and seven. I, I, I don't know if that's ever happened. That's that's very odd considering LSU is just three years removed from a natty and Auburn is Auburn. I mean they're Auburn. perennial punch you in the Do mouth. Do you think Auburn just gave up on football or what? Because it seemed like they were going to get rid of their coach this year. No offense to Auburn fans out there. This is a legitimate yeah, question. What are you doing? What's going on? What's going on? Like the over under total in Vegas, when I saw this, my mouth dropped open. Six for the Auburn Tigers. Six. Yeah, look, we all laugh at you about the coaching carousel, but we we did kind of expect you to do it again because you needed to. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I mean, you, you, I mean, Malzahn's looking good right now. I'm already going into hypocrisy. Like, you know, I said, give some guys some time. You know, give two a year or two, and I'm giving this coach. Look, man, it's obvious. We told y'all this was a bad fit that Harson wasn't going to work. doesn't seem like a good fit. No, mm-hmm. it doesn't. And the recruiting hasn't panned out. Like, not really anything if has If you would have listened out. to me and Michael, you would have gone and rode your ass the boat up to Minnesota and done what Bama did to get Nick Saban and got that hokey joker that likes to tell all those stories because it fits Auburn so it damn well. Auburn's folksy style so well. And you'd be rowing the boat in year two right now, and y'all would probably be right back where Auburn always is, and that's, you know, pestering Bama and doing what you do. Yeah. Fighting uh, Georgia. This is a mess, Auburn. Get your shit together. Your this shit is together. embarrassing. Like we, we, you know, we don't want you to be good, but we kind of expect you to be good. Yeah, you, you're supposed to be good, and I'm supposed to hate it. That's yeah, the way it's we're supposed, supposed to be, be pissed that yeah. you're good. <laughs> yeah, and LSU, I'm glad that they suck, and their yeah, new coach and his dance it. moves are just perfect. And his down fake there. country accent. Yeah, boy, he. God, how long? Lord. How long before that just blows up in his face? We think like two years. I can't. <laughs> well, the and man, I love Kiffin. Like, if you're gonna do something dumb, Kiffin don't give a shit. He's calling you on it. Oh yeah! You get up on a rotating stage, like grinding behind a a dude, eighteen-year-old offensive line dude. Yeah, eek, 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 eek. That's that's rough stuff. That's all I can say. All right, all right. We go back to the east. Yeah, because I was we were about to roll into Tennessee. Has some 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 reasons to maybe be hopeful. Maybe, maybe, maybe they could they could have that kind of miracle season. And they're. I have a bold prediction. Uh-huh. And it, a lot of things have to happen for this. That's why they call it a bold prediction, guys. So right. I don't want all you fans out there to just get up in arms. Yeah, we know you're I'm writing all these down here. right now so yeah. that y'all can but call us on it at the end of the year. This just comes from history. And you guys don't have to follow history, but it's pretty hard not to most of the time. And when you go back and look at teams that have won their first national title in a while... Just like the SEC shorts video shows, they kind of start rolling the red carpet out for themselves everywhere mm-hmm. they go and really get ahead full of everything. And sometimes, even when you've got the whole team coming back, they still just don't have the killer instinct because people have been telling them how good they were all year. Saban talks about that all the time, man. Yeah, that rat poison stuff. That right? Rat poison. 
Um, I have a feeling that the Georgia Bulldogs are going to have some challenges this year. And hear me out, because everybody knows they're just going to put new five stars in there, right? Just like Clemson did, just like Alabama did, just like all those players do. But I don't oh, know if you watch Bama, Clemson and Alabama after those East. national titles. Lots of times they have big underperform years because, again, head sniffing their own farts, as my boy Petty likes yeah, to say. Like you know what I mean? They really just start getting full of themselves. And there are a few things working against them. Number one, first and foremost thing that's working against them is what my boy Petty coined a couple years ago. Right. So why don't you go ahead and just throw that out there. The Bama test, right? The Bama test, baby. Uh, Ask LSU how they did with it. Yeah. Oh, boy. We called that one before it even happened. Shit, they lost their coach within the year. Now, I'm not saying Kirby's going to – we're not going to lose Kirby within the year. No, Kirby will be there if he goes He's got a statue. He's he's statue level in in Athens these days. Nope. I expect – here's what I expect. That Bama test. They lost their whole defense. Yeah, I think every bit of it went in the first round. The entire damn thing, I think, went in the first round of the draft. What they kept on their offense was Stetson Bennett, which, hey, he's won a national title. But let me remind you something. So did Greg McElroy, okay? Yeah, and that dude that won a Super Bowl that I can't even think of his name for the the uh, the Ravens when they had such a great defense. What was that idiot's name? Ray Lewis? Well, no, the quarterback. <laughs> oh, the quarterback. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, we know who we know who he is. Oh, oh, gosh, we know who he is. Yeah, we just don't want to say it. But the point is, we're not sold on Stetson Bennett, even though he is a national title winning quarterback. All right. Next, okay. Let's say talent has left, lost a coordinator. Mm. Young, right? And one coordinator head to, to the team they are facing. The in team the they play game. first. So there's yeah. a coach headed to Oregon that knows exactly how they do every single thing at Georgia and. If he has half the mind of Lane Kiffin, he could give them a lot of fits due to mm-hmm. that in- inside knowledge. I don't know if you guys remember first year Ole Miss played Alabama when Kiffin With became the so coach. So much less talent, and just it's like a sixty to fifty game or something crazy the like that. Shit out of them, absolutely. So that's another factor. The third factor is the old target on your back. Mm-hmm. Yep, because guess what? You're everybody's Super Bowl this year. Oh, you're going to go and you're going to play. Friggin' nobody state, and you're going to get everything they've got. Are They're going to be marking it, circling it. It's sorry, but people hadn't been circling Georgia for a long time. They're huh? circling them now this year. I, Y'all are circled. It, hey, like you said, third week of the third week of the season, they play Oregon in the first week. Then you play a cupcake, but that third week you go up to South Kakalaki. Who and- you killed last year? Who their coach said. These guys are just all five stars, and we got our asses kicked and handed to us. But what he did was bring in the, I think, third most efficient passer, active passer in college football named Spencer yeah, Rattler. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Spencer Rattler. And look, mm-hmm. man, outside of last year, South Carolina gives Georgia some fits. And that's, you know, it gets loud up there in South Carolina. They start beating on that metal stadium. And, and like now, you said. That- yes. And if they don't stop the run, Georgia's going to do what they do and just yeah, run all just over them. You have to stop the run, but I don't think Georgia's defense is going to be as stout. So if a team starts putting up points against Georgia early in the season, what are they going to do? If Clemson had just scored anything last year, it would have been They couldn't move the ball. And what if Spencer Rattler – hey, two years ago, this kid was the Heisman favorite going into the season, and I think the NIL kind of bit him in the ass. There was rumors that he was driving around campus in four cars. He would kind of become a prima donna. What if now back in, you know, South Carolina land, he's now a post-Madonna? 
and <laughs> and and now he's like like Rocky post Madonna. He's like going to his he's, roots. He's like Madonna in a league of their own. Yeah, and he's he's done some damn '80s montages in this off season, and he's the Rattler again. They That's very up. possible. Look, little post. Yeah, there you go. I'm gonna say something else too. I use this game as an example a lot of times, and it just so happens to be the exact same team. But I don't know if you remember the name of a drunk quarterback named Steven Garcia who showed a defending national champion Alabama team a few things about how to have one good game in a season. That's right. Look, and Kirby's in trouble. There could be some some no doubt, man. roadblocks coming up. No doubt. And that's another thing. Does Ant Kirby have the killer instinct to keep his team on track this year i mean is that even well he is a look he's gonna have them working some tails off they will be there's gonna be some tail working guaranteed they'll work their little tails off they are gonna work some tails and they're look but they don't need to get too many pats on the back because no because they dude you know what happens to pats on the back right well they turn into they turn into damn daggers look Sure. Man, hey, look. At the end look, of the day, at the end of the day, Petty, you know, can it, can 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 the ant can Aunt Kirby pass the Bama test this year? I think we forgot about something. What? It's been a long time since we've been on here. The rest of our fans haven't Six been months. listening to us talk for the last nine months. They probably don't know why we keep saying Aunt Kirby. No, everybody hears us. My phone, everything I say, my phone picks up. They've had to hear us talk about Aunt Kirby, right? <laughs> Everybody's got to know that, right? I know Good. we've been talking about it for like now. It's just become, when we talk about Kirby Smart, well, that's, we don't call him Kirby Smart anymore. We call him Aunt Kirby because he reminds you of like your great aunt at like a family <laughs> reunion with all the old cliches and all the just stupid isms that he says and just the... General folksy. He does not oh, like tails. He does <laughs> not like. He does not like tails. He loves balls and he hates tails. Those are two very odd things that I bet you won't find out anywhere else except for on this podcast. Yes, the man hates tails. He wants everybody to work them off constantly. All right, listen, listen, Petty. We've rambled on about this enough. <laughs> Let's let them hear a little bit about what we're talking about. Okay. Well, well, Aunt everybody. Kirby. Oh, Aunt Kirby. Now you guys. This is why we call him Aunt Kirby. Here we go. Do this thing. At the end of the day, he took the bull by the horns. Put a body on a body. At the end of the day, some of these kids. These men. This young kid. We burned the boats, and we came a fight. Some of the plays we gave were gifts. They love it. So pure, and they love each other. They fought the little tail off. Oh, no. Here it goes. Get balls down. That just made me so proud. Balls. I love they're, them. They're, they're really good. At Great man. I hate sci-fi. I'm not even interested in sci-fi, but I'm interested in the fact that they're on like a huffy bike. Oh, man. I'm taking a wine. You keep getting at bats, and you're eventually going to hit one it's out. It's law of averages. You know, there are a lot of pats on the back, but those pats can become knives if you're not careful. A whole lot of them pats on the back. And I told them those things can go from pats to knives if you ain't careful. You got to keep grinding. These kids, they fought their tail off, and they played their tail guys off. Guys who fight their tail off. Over the last three weeks of working their tail off. Thank you. Go dogs. <laughs> go dogs, right? <laughs> go dogs. Dude, I swear, it makes me think of the dad in A Christmas Story when he said, my dad works in profanities the way other artists works in oils and clay. Oils and clay. It was his, it's his medium. He was a true master. <laughs> so you're like, saying Kirby's medium Kirby's is the, me- the, the, the old lady cliche? He is a cliche master. He works in them like artists works with oil. It's Dude, I swear, I swear to you I'm not lying. Four of those tail-off comments were all within one minute of each other in the oh. exact same. Interview. After the Michigan game, after he the was, Michigan God game. bless. They had worked some tails up. off to beat them. 
My Adderall must have been really kicking at that moment. <laughs> look, I, I get it. Co- co- look, coaches are notorious for being cliche monsters, but damn, Kirby is a cliche. Aunt Kirby is a cliche machine. Aunt Kirby knows how to motivate people with folksy his his cliche euphemisms floating above the the smog of Lake Michigan as we know it today. <laughs> God, well, you know what? Good luck to the Georgia Bulldogs this year because it is hard. Like, all bullshit aside, yeah. you got a great team. you got a lot of great players coming back. You should do pretty well, but you're going to probably trip up against some team that's not supposed to beat you. That's why we pulled South Carolina out, looked at that one. We pulled out this Oregon one. You guys could just run all over these, and nobody would be surprised. But there is a tendency to get a little bit... Um, a little big-headed. A little big-headed and just, you know, a little... You know, a little less on, not on your P's and Q's, whatever that is, right? And look, Just being a little bit less caring, you know, we, and that will jump up and bite because, again, target on the back. Y'all are everybody's Super Bowl this year. Welcome to the right. club. Hope it doesn't screw you up. Yeah, welcome to the club. And I don't know what that club's like. I'll, oh, I do. Outside of baseball, damn it, hottie toddy. I know what that is. Oh, we didn't even mention that the damn Ole Miss won a national title in baseball while we were gone. We we didn't even mention that. What the hell is wrong with us? That's My damn fault. team won a national here. title. Hey, by the don't way, don't let man, the rebels get hot, buddy. Don't let the rebels get hot, dude. That was. <laughs> I actually I, had uh, the in-laws in town for those two games, and it was magical. It was absolutely awesome um, to get to watch. I mean, there was some happiness dude, going on in this house. I cried. I, I think I broke my daughter's neck. It's magical. I beat the ground like a gorilla. Only a Southern awesome. sports fan would say, I cried, I broke my daughter's neck. <laughs> and I it beat the magical. ground like a gorilla. It was magical. <laughs> <laughs> it was oh. absolutely freaking magical, hottie toddy. So I do know what it feels like in Georgia. Hey, man, I know it was a long time coming. I have a buddy that is a big fan of this podcast who's probably pissed at us right now for giving Kirby hell. But dude, Aunt Kirby? Become- no, everybody loves Aunt Kirby. Aunt Kirby. Everybody wow. loves old Aunt Kirby. Aunt tell tell but look, man, seriously, once you become the champion, we got to give you a little grief now. You're, you're the, you are the target. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome. And, hey, you bark at people. So, there's that. You bark at people. And you better watch out from those people with the corn in the jar. They're getting a little feisty up there on Rocky Top. Oh, yeah. Seriously. You got, you got to look out for <laughs> Let's talk about the quick, really quick for Georgia, the things you got to watch out for. You got to watch out and not trip up against Oregon. That South Carolina is a weird, Ooh. sneaky sleeper in there. Tennessee, I don't think, like, people are trying to act like Florida's going to be back this year. Sorry, Gators. Not going to happen. Takes a little longer than one season to do it. They're the question mark team of it all. Because what did Dan Mullen leave? One one game they weren't supposed to win if he's a good coach. But this is a coach that I think Saban thought highly of. And I'm going to say something about Napier. He was kind of smart. A lot of coaches will... Be it a team like Lafayette or Louis, Louis, University of Louisiana, like they want to call and themselves. And take that Vandy job. And, and take that Vandy, or take that Mississippi State, or even take that mm-hmm. Ole Miss job. He said, nah. He, he took, State really wanted him. He knew that he was going to be marketable enough for one of the, you know, one of the blue chip programs, and he got it. Now, what did Mullen leave in the cupboard? I don't know if much. I know he left the Richardson kid. Is this going to be one of those deals, though, where a Saban, Type coach. I'm not calling him Saban by any gosh damn means, sure, but sure. Saban really likes this guy. Disciple, and he did. But what if he comes in and rallies a very talented troop of Gators? Because trust me, it's Florida. There's going to be some talent down there. Cupboard's they, not bare, but they're also edgy. in the SEC, so 
But they, they could. But they're in the SEC, and Kentucky's mm-hmm. better. Tennessee's better. Kentucky. Georgia's That's be the Georgia. other Georgia game we forgot to mention. Doesn't oh, Kentucky, Kentucky have to go to Lexington this year? They had Georgia has to go to Lexington. And dude, hey, we talk about the Heisman Trophy candidate. He might not be the first quarterback in the SEC taken in the draft. Yeah, yeah, we're crazy, right? Uh, Levin's at, at, at Kentucky is blowing up. He's doing the Mitch Trubisky thing right now. I don't want to call him that because that's not a good thing to be called, but he's blowing up draft boards right now. He's looking to be a top 10 draft pick. Stoops, if you haven't been paying attention, Kentucky has been a solid defense since Stoops has been there the last. Mm-hmm. He, he has built a really quietly built a good better program. Every year. And that's what you want to see in a coach and in a program. So look out for the Wildcats as well. You know, this is one West of those years gonna, where this is going to be exciting. Bold prediction that Georgia doesn't make it to Atlanta. That was my bold prediction. I don't know if I ever just laid it out there, but my bold prediction is Georgia doesn't make it to Atlanta this year because of a couple trip ups. Again, it's called a bold prediction because it's probably it seems to be unlikely, right? If they don't go, it's either Kentucky or Tennessee. Who else is it going to be? I'm doubling down, and God, I'm smoking. Uh, yeah, y'all are going to say I'm a crackhead. The, the the third Saturday in October, we may get a repeat of it in Atlanta. Ooh. <laughs> can Tennessee fans handle that? I don't know if they can handle Bama twice in a year. That might that might kill them. But hey, buddy, if you're back, you're back. You got to got to step up to the plate sometime, boss. If, if you're going to beat some folks and make it to the game, you got to go to the game. You got to play the game. You got to so, play the game. Let's just we'll see how that turns out. That but interesting crazy. stuff, man. SEC is going to be a lot of fun this year. Do you want to throw out anything about any other leagues really quick before we jump into our picks and stuff like that? The, the, the upcoming games this week. So, first off, I'll lead you through. We know there's not much going on in the Pac-12 yeah. out there. Anything you're wanting to look at at all? I mean, uh, all, you, if anybody comes up, UCLA and Chip Kelly maybe makes a move or something. But I mean, no. you see St- Stanford, Oregon, and the, the four teams are heading. Uh, I guess. Whatever. I, I, at Oregon, we're going to see what they do with Georgia's defensive coordinator as their coach. It's going to be a different mindset again. Of course, Cristobal had built something pretty good out there, so he may have some right. pieces to work with. Cool. Who knows? Next one. All right. All right. How about Big 12 and the Venables experiment over at Oklahoma? Not going to work. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think it's the wrong fit. Well, I mean, Clemson and Oklahoma aren't that terribly off. Like, same similar mindset states, kind of. But is Oklahoma not suing USC for, like, the, the raping of their program? I don't know, but look, Oklahoma's a saving grace is they get to come to the SEC, what, 2025? Right. Is that what it is? That'd they need help. to go ahead and just fork over the 80 mil, man. That'd help, that helps money need to go ahead and freaking pull the blood. All right, ACC. Anything in the ACC that intrigues you? Has Clemson got any kind of a shot this year? Florida State, are they starting to kind of pick it up? Miami is actually getting some hype. All right, so Clemson, they've got ranked back fourth. I mean, why? What did they do to prove that they're going to be back? I, 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 they lost the defensive coordinator that I think was the stir that straw the straw that stirred the drink. Although I don't think he's the right fit at Oklahoma, but I you do think he was the right fit. I think fit he's a great Clemson. defensive coordinator, not a great head coach. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You got Norvell at Florida State. This is his third year. It's time to shit or get off the pot. You're at Florida State. By year three, you should be bringing in the talent and your offensive system that worked at Memphis. If it's not working, it's not going to. If it's not working by now. We'll find out against LSU because LSU's kind of in that slog and they play week two. Miami, that's an interesting one because Mm -hmm. Miami is one of the teams, uh, we talk about the tit job in the NIL, they're Mm -hmm. buying some tits. 
They're um, buying a lot. They're, they're buying going, a lot They're going to Dr. Bunch in Tuscaloosa and getting yeah, the best settings. They are got, listening right? to Motley Crue, girls, 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 and have gone to the strip club. They are buying some boobies. Miami is back, baby. Is the U, can Cristobal turn... I, Cristobal, the, the U is an interesting thing. Cristobal got in trouble for boats and hoes and shit with that whole <laughs> thing that happened down there again. Now they can pay him legally. That's right up his alley. Dude, Miami, I, I'm calling it now. Watch out in a year or two. Because much like Tennessee that got the, I, I can't say his damn name. I can say the name of the quarterback that Miami got, Jalen Rashada. Mm-hmm. The kid, from all accounts, loved Lane Kiffin, wanted to go to Ole Miss. But you can't turn down $9.5 million either. And I don't blame the kid. So, Miami's playing the game, man. And now You know you what do- happens, though, after the first year when that Miami doesn't do him right and he comes over to Kiffin on that second year after that trade, we'll, we'll uh, just like y'all do with everybody else? Y'all are just getting people that have already had a year of training now. Uh, Zach, Zach, the running back from TCU, he wanted to come to Ole Miss out of the gate, went to TCU, and it's like, damn, I should have just gone to Ole Miss out should've of the gate. Should have just gone to Ole Miss. And the thing about it, you go and win nine or ten games you again think, this you year. You think Uncle Luke's pissed? And y'all, are, uh, uh, y'all take the step. If y'all win ten games again this year, all of a sudden you take the step. The recruits start wanting to come to Ole Miss. What you need to do is support the team, with uh, take out fucking bonds against everything in Oxford, okay, and build the baddest-ass practice facilities and – barbershop and game room and everything you can do over there and all of a sudden they'll be there if you build it they'll come play playstation <laughs> well, <laughs> final prediction acc teams are starting to jockey positions to go to the sec yes they're trying to figure out who's going to get the sec bid um what makes sense to you on that if you take any of them i i think you got to take north carolina and clemson and I, North Carolina, I, Clemson, FSU, and Miami. FSU shut her Miami. down. Shut and, and call it a day. Shut her down. Yeah. Take, I think North take, Carolina most definitely, all they need, I'm going to tell you something, all North Carolina needs is SEC football support, and they'll blow up and become a powerhouse. They'll take school, over North they're Carolina. Willing, they're committed to. Well, North Carolina is a talent-rich, great straight state, but mm-hmm. people don't realize there's 15 really big schools in it just about. If North Carolina becomes the SEC school, they take over that state. They take over the state completely, and they also start getting support on their football because they're investing in it. They're going to get Mac Brown. like They're doing things. They want to be good. It's just that they don't have the league support that you need to be that good. Clemson, I feel like, probably gets you know everything that they want right now, and Dude, the kind thought of, of getting to play North basketball Carolina school. basketball just makes me God, angry. thinking about getting to play North Carolina basketball every year and going up there to watch play. I would go. I mean, I could go uh, watch yeah. the Tide play just down the road here. That would be great. Glorious. Glorious. I'd so love to see. Like, that's to me, like, that's my number one um, grab for the SEC. Oh, I, I love you, it. And, you and go to that get would one. be my pick. And it's they also got the best looking uniforms of any of them you're choosing from. <laughs> no doubt. Yep. No doubt. Look, when, when it and played NCAA matters. football in the day, and you I know was what Vanderbilt gun- sucks, ugliest uniform in the fucking league. Let, let's be real. Everybody got tired of your team on dynasty mode, and you 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 had to venture out eventually on NCAA football. You always ended up on North Carolina. North Carolina was my first. That was my first go to. <laughs> you get time. the goat, and you get the baby blue. It's oh, wonderful. <laughs> it was beautiful. Beautiful. You get to change them uniforms up, and then I went out to Colorado and then them beautiful black and gold. No, having said all this, none of us are under any uh, misconception that North Carolina is going to be worth a fucking football this year. Oh yeah, they're, they're not going to be. Any, they're going to be Mac Brown lazy, just like they were last. Mac year. Brown is yeah, he's going to Mac Brown it up, and then you got that dumbass offensive coordinator who throws to open space. What an idiot! Oh God, boy, that reminds you. All of you need huh? to know is the offensive coordinator at North Carolina had AJ Brown, DK Metcalf. 
and Dawson Knox, who is the starting tight end of uh, the Buffalo Bills, and we won six games. So. Yeah, and Moving really didn't make the and those guys went in like late rounds and stuff because yeah. they didn't get like highlighted enough because their offense was stupid. No um, doubt. All right, but dude, we got to talk about some week zero because we are one more. Zero. No, we got one more. We've got the oh. big. We've got the uh, the the big alphanumerical elephant in the room that we've got to throw out right now. The B one G. Who oh. are you watching? You almost forgot about them. The other super conference, right? The the big. 10 that now has 14, 16, whatever. 17, whatever. The big yeah, 20. Counting's obviously not their strong suit. Yeah. Hey, guys. And, and, we're from, and they get on the South about being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. The Pac-12 got it. When they put 12 people in, they changed it from the Pac-10 to the Pac-12 because, I mean, it made sense. And if you guys would get your thumb off that league, they'd have probably been better than y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Derp. Well, I would have missed we, the Pac-12's good football. I am too, man. It, I, well, it was I'm really good football to pa- watch. Pac-12 late at night was. Well, I guess they'll still do it because those teams are still out there and they'll have to play at their times. But Utah's got to play somebody. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, if if you read all the the you know the talking heads or everybody else, it's Ohio State and everybody else in that conference, right? That Michigan's mm-hmm. going to take a little mm-hmm. bit of a step back. Um, I, I guess I tend to agree. It's been Ohio State and everybody else forever now. Um, Michigan did kind of try to throw a Wisconsin. Are they going to be worth the fuck? No, screw them. They screw me in betting every year. They're, they no. Just stop betting on them, and you can be objective. You know, <laughs> they're they'll be nine and three, like they are every year. Nine and three, unless they've got like a a running back that can. Iowa will be not nine and three, ten and. Two. I was over under six games this year. Ooh, are they supposed to? Suck? Yeah, I was wondering how they they fell off so quick. That was a shocker for me. Well, you know, their their coach, Kurt Ferentz, who has the greatest job ever somehow, he'll have a couple years where he wins only like six yeah. or seven games and nobody really yeah. gives a shit because it's out. No. no, they just got to win a couple here and there. That's what it's all about. So, that's it. That's so, it. So it looks like a Penn State, anything about them? They Nope. Still meandering? Are they going to get any better? I mean, they made a big step last year after pissing away their whole team in the uh, during COVID, right? They lost to Illinois towards the end of the season. I'm not They're Look, look, the B-Elephant can make some moves sometimes, okay? And that, my friend, finally gets to lead us into Week Zero, right? (laughs) Week Zero Sports, coming at you an hour in. (laughs) With Week Zero of College Football. With Week Zero, yes. We've got some big games coming up in Week Zero, Michael. I'd love to tell you all about them. And one of those big games has the B-Elephant himself. That's what I call Brett Bilmer. The B-Elephant? The the Blamia? Yeah, but I he call calls him bulimia. bulimia. I call him the B elephant because you know the play on bulimia. He's very, he's not very bulimic. He's not thin. He uh, doesn't miss the buffet at Shoney still. Yeah, and I can't say much about that because I don't like to miss buffets either. But <laughs> I'm not like a, a good. I, I'm not a million dollar football coach. I could probably find the weight room if I was. Tell you what, man. Though there might be some intrigue and some some. There might be something to this Illinois game though. This first first one. Well, talk uh, to me. It looks like, here, I'll give you the intro. I'll set you up. You've got the Wyoming Cowboys, Cowboys of Wyoming, pew, pew, heading over to the Fighting Illini. What is an Illini? No one knows. But despite that, the B Elephants are favored by 10 and a half points in a game that is expected to only have 44 in the total. What does that mean? Boring, right? Absolutely. Well, they expect. <laughs> Burt Bielema to be the same dude he's always been. A power running game. It's just going to grind it and grind it. And I tend to agree with him. However, I actually think there's a lot of value in that number. 
And oh, a 34 to 10 win here in this game sounds very, very possible by those Illinois. Uh, well, one Illinois, of the things right? that we discussed last year, and we even mentioned Michael touched on in this episode, was as much as there's benefactors of the transfer portal, like Ole Miss, Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nebraska, who we're going to talk about in a second, there's also teams that are kind of good, and they have those diamond and a rough guys that maybe got missed in the recruiting process that becomes a star at their school, like Josh Allen at Wyoming, who's now at, at Buffalo. Well, guess yep. what? Josh, Josh Allen stays at Wyoming because he didn't want to sit out a year. Well, that's mm-hmm. gone. That's Wyoming gone. went to a bowl last year, meaning they were a pretty damn decent team. They won seven games, but not that good. Well, guess Josh what? Allen is the starting quarterback for Michigan, had NIL been going back then before Absolutely. he was to go. Well, guess what? Wyoming was one of those teams that absolutely got murdered. Every good team player they had got raided from their program, and they're not going to be the program they were last year. On the flip side, Bielema ended his season beating Penn State, uh, mm-hmm. beating that good Minnesota row-your-boat team, and, and really looked good. He got a transfer quarterback. I think it's Danny DeVito's son, Tommy DeVito. Wait, let me ask you. Is, is, is the son of Danny DeVito good at handing off? He is. He's a master hander offer. He's a master hander offer. Well, they say yeah, he dude, that's is what they the, need. The best game manager hander offer you could ever he, find. He, he, he does the best handoffs in the league. They've talk, and I know there's a handoff competition too that they all get into for just the smoothest buttery silky exchange, right? And he also follows the dentist system for picking up women. Oh, that's good. Or no, actually, Devito had his own system where you buy a Magnum condom, so they think that you have a Magnum dong. <laughs> if you didn't watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Always Sunny. But uh, yep. with that said, I do think this is a game Illinois absolutely grinds out and beats that ass. It's at home. Bielema is in a second year. I think there's a lot of value in this. Take Illinois minus 10 and a half in week zero. Well, as is tradition, our week zero picks are kind of like our preseason, our exhibition games. A lot of times we make joint picks during this yeah. before we do our official pick three starting next week. Ooh, yeah. But, Petty? I didn't handicap this game, but I've listened to you talk about it all day, and I'm sold. I'm in. I'm I'm on the 34 to 10 Illinois train. I'm going to be going ahead and starting that bankroll, as the uh, the spam callers yeah. like to say. All right, man. We're going to get that bankroll started, and we're going we're gonna to get you rolling into the week. We're going to get you 5,000 started by, by week two, and that's uh, <laughs> five games. But before we get to our actual that that's a, that was actually kind of a bonus pick because it mm-hmm. is a part of week zero. Before we get mm-hmm. to our actually our take the damn bet uh, stock market picks, as yeah. I, I want to call them, there yeah. are two other games that I kind of think these are like intriguing. treasury bonds. You know you're gonna get paid. You <laughs> just gotta bond. wait. You just you gotta, gotta wait, wait six months or so. <laughs> We're like six uh, month T bills. I do think there are two other really kind of intriguing games the first week. Um, Mm -hmm, One of mm -hmm. them is coming. We talked about uh, as we opened the show in Ireland, and that's uh, Nebraska at, and I'm doing, if you can see on the Ocho, I'm doing the quotes, at Northwest. Holy shit. Hold on. You just said that. Did you, were you watching ESPN this past weekend, or do they do this all the time? But I saw them doing like a a cornhole tournament, and it was on, like, it was on ESPN too, but it kept being like the Ocho and bringing it up across the top. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. I was like, lean into that shit. Anyway, continue. Oh, that is great. Well, coming from Ireland, you got Nebraska squaring off against Northwestern. Uh, both three and nine teams last year. Scott Frost, the native son of Nebraska, who they all loved back in their option days, has not done so well since leaving UCF. Um, Having matter- said that, did beat the ever-living piss out of the, this uh, Northwestern, Northwestern last year. <laughs> 56 to 10. Yeah. And, man, he's on the hot seat. And 
Nebraska, I know there was a lot of talk about USC and Ole Miss, what they did in the portal. Well, Nebraska was that other team that, that really blustered. Uh, if you remember a guy named Casey Thompson, who was the quarterback at Texas last year and led the Big Ten and or Big 12 in touchdown passes, he's now the quarterback at Nebraska. And he's got a coach that, if you remember, a good, a, a pretty good Pittsburgh team last year that had a pretty good quarterback uh, named Kenny Pickett. Uh-huh. Their offensive coordinator is now at Nebraska. They loaded up at receiver. They loaded up with a, on all over the defense. They've got a, a Bama transfer. They've look again. I I think Nebraska. He's on the hot seat, and you could tell he he really put some he made some moves this season. So Nebraska's a really interesting team. You asked me about the B one G. We didn't touch on them, but. I don't think they're going to be great, but I think they can make some noise if these pieces come together. Again, let's go back to culture. Can Scott Frost build a culture while being on the hot seat with a a, a different kind of offense? Can he take a South Florida culture to Nebraska corn eaters and make it work? That's the question. That's the question. Does Nebraska have enough stuff in Lincoln to attract 85 decent football players this day and age? That's... You hit on a great guy, man. What a great point, because that's the problem. Nebraska's ready to run this guy out. They ranked Frank Solich out after winning 10 games. I honestly think Nebraska fans still think it's 1995. And yeah, that nobody Osborne wants to live in a tundra is going to walk out, out of, of that tunnel with, uh, Charlie, with Tommy, Frazier. Uh, Tommy Frazier and run the option and beat the shit out of Florida. And it's not going to happen because you don't have 27 offensive linemen on steroids and Lawrence Phillips, who's a freaking man-child, and, and Tommy Frazier. You know it's what it is? They, they ban trans fats. That's the yeah. problem with Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to go to the middle of the cornfield to play football when you can come but, to the SEC and get money. Yeah, or, I mean, if you're going to go live somewhere that freezes over for four months out of the year, you can go to somewhere like Ohio State, which has other stuff around. Yeah, like, Lincoln, Nebraska is kind of out there. You know what but, I mean? Like. Be an interesting year for Nebraska. It man. will be so. an interesting year. And I'm going to tell you something. If Scott Frost could ever get the kind of talent, I hate to, it's weird to say this, but if he could get the kind of talent he had at South Florida, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Maybe Central Florida, win. excuse me. If he could get the kind of talent he had at Central Florida, he might could put a team together out here. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll and see. We, um, what's your pick in that game? I actually like Nebraska. Like Nebraska? Yeah. I, do I, I, I mean, like Nebraska to cover it. If he can beat anybody, he's going to beat them as bad as he can to try to build up those good brownie he's points for when he got, gets his ass kicked by win. somebody he doesn't deserve, right? And I, and I don't – look, I, I think Northwestern's returning most of their offensive line and their top three rushers, but off a three and nine team, so, we're, so they're returning some, some shit. Great. Good yeah, do you be better off returning <laughs> nobody and bringing in a really good recruiting class, am I right? Absolutely. And we All got right, cool. one, one, more. one more intriguing game to, to this maybe – This one to, involves an – SEC team, kinda, kinda, <laughs> I, I, and and we say kinda because my daughter just got some uh, a recruiting book from them, and you would think an SEC team once you get through the recruiting book and you get to the sports section, there might be a picture of you know a football team because there were sports pictures. Not at Vanderbilt, buddy. You get baseball, uh, soccer, and track. So yeah, I'm not sure they even like. It's about time to to do some trade. Well, look, there's look on the bright side. At least they're staying in their lane. Yeah, they are staying in their lane. <laughs> they are smart. However, However, Michael, they are favored by eight points over at. They've got to go at where it may be quite windy, Honolulu, Hawaii, to play. So the, wait, 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 hold on. Rainbow you're telling Warriors. me. You're telling me, and let me get this straight. You're telling me that Vandy Vanderbilt Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, that team, 
is going to a destination paradise. Oh, yeah. To play against the home team there. Boats and hosts. They're picked to win by eight points, which is, for those math majors out there, over a touchdown. Yeah, that's more than okay. running in the end zone once. They're playing at 1030 at night for us, so let's just say that know Vanderbilt will have 14 fans out there and nobody on TV watching, right? That's really what's going on here. That's zero support. SEC degenerates will be watching, and that's it. Before we, before we talk anything else about this game, I have a little fun fact. Did you know, right? To the bulb coming up. Did you know? This is this is like we Saturday had to do, morning. We, this is where we. This is where the hard hitting research comes in at week zero. Look, first off, it, this took a lot more time than it should have. I expected Good this God. to take like thirty seconds. We had to no. dig for a while to get this out. Dig but it. did you know that Vandy beat the juggernaut that is Alabama A and M in two thousand nineteen September, almost. Three years, years ago, to the, to the day, they beat Alabama A&M 42 to nothing. The FCS team, Alabama A&M 42 to nothing, which, might I add, they've played plenty more FCS teams since then. Oh, yeah, tons of them. That, three years ago, was the last time Vandy beat anyone by more than a touchdown. And so I, as a degenerate, who will absolutely fucking bet on a ten thirty Hawaii game. Late night Hawaii, baby. Late night Hawaii is Any what I do. Any degenerate knows. Any degenerate knows that's the play. You telling me I get Vanderbilt plus eight? Wait, and I don't know if you know this because I did a little research. I knew that last year there was a like Hawaii was supposed to go to a bowl game, and they thought they sucked that it, last year. They didn't play in it because something crazy happened. But there was almost a mutiny. Like their team. Well, they hated got a coach that was like defensive minded, Ju- yeah, and they June hated Jones. him. And yeah. so they oh, no, pulled a varsity blues. Like, like Moxon went in and said, "The only way we're going back out on that field is without you." And so his ass just stayed in the fucking locker room. And you know what they did? They went and hired a gosh damn Hawaii Rainbow Warrior legend named Quarterback. Timmy Chang. Timmy Chang. One Timmy look, Chang. This is the other thing I noticed, because again, we don't just willy-nilly go at this stuff. The very first thing that I always look at, and I recommend you guys do this too, when you're looking at a Hawaii game, you need to go check the wind report. How is the wind going to be? How is Vandy's quarterback going to do throwing in a 20-mile-an-hour wind if he gets down even seven points? Now, let's be honest here. The talent differential, despite the fact that we're talking about Vandy, is still going to be in Vandy's favor, right? Oh, yeah, it's going to be in their favor. But I don't know how good he does when there's no wind against the dummy squad in practice. <laughs> yeah, that's why these – and look. That, dummy I've, D! We, we've actually explored this in a couple years back about why does the state of Hawaii with such a small population put out such a large number of quarterbacks that are successful. And it's in- exactly because of what we're talking about. It's because they're having to play in a 20-mile-an-hour wind all the time. they got to spin the football. So when they get up here and they spin the football that good – with no wind, they have an advantage over everybody else that uh-huh. hasn't had to spin it like that to get it through the wind, you know? Absolutely. So basically what we're telling you is we're not telling you to bet on Hawaii plus eight, but I'm It would be stupid you, to take Hawaii against you, an SEC team, right? I'm telling you I'm going to take Hawaii plus eight. <laughs> I'm going to take Hawaii plus the eight as well. Just for the simple fact just to that pr- prove me wrong. History. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if Fandy wins by 14 points, then more power to him. Way to go, guys. But like... You know, be if stupid to pick that. you know if history would have been a girl, it would have been Herstory. 
That's <laughs> profound. That is <laughs> profound shit, Patty. With that said, we probably need to tell some people about how to really win some money. Seriously, yeah. Let's give some actual value here instead of just blowing hot air yeah. into the atmosphere. I mean, we're probably half the cause of global warming, Patty. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> outside no seriously i do like it i do think illinois minus 10 and a half is a, a pretty valuable play but we've got some some long so termers if, if you were ranking those three in order if you were going to take it you'd put illinois as your top pick nebraska as your second pick and hawaii as third or would you vice flip the hawaii and nebraska i might actually i don't know i would actually possibly play the total in that hawaii or vanderbilt game I don't. Think I would have no happen. idea how to do that. I mean, here's the thing that we're the risk we're running is that Timmy Chang doesn't know how to coach football. Well, and I think he fired all. I think he kicked off all the running backs and told them, "I'm not going to give you the ball, so just might as well quit my team." Um, I don't know what kind of defense was left. If he with June filled Jones. those up with three quarterbacks and five receivers. That's smart. I mean, I think their de- defenses are going to be crappy enough where these teams put up some points, and it may, you know, we'll get a 27. Well, let's think about this. Last year, Vandy played one of our favorite juggernauts, which is uh, UConn, and I think UConn and UMass duked it out for the shittiest team in college football last year, but well, Vandy we, we played like this UConn team, and after a blood, sweat, and tears battle, came away with a two-point squeaker. What was the final? 23 to 21 or something yeah, stupid. I'd made that so, up, but it was very stupid. So you, like two point, got two to, point low scoring game. Yeah, I don't know, man. If if you if you're if your degenerate blood's running, I don't see how you don't take Hawaii plus eight. Yeah, we got to do it. We're gonna make that an official, unofficial week zero preseason pick. Degenerate, the degenerate <laughs> pick of the week. All right. Speaking of degenerate picks, or as I like to say, it take the damn bet. This is the free money, y'all. This is free where money. you get to say, "Hey, Bucky, you're gonna be paying me in a few months. You want to go ahead and do it now?" You can call it your week zero bond. Yep. This is where you start thinking, God, I hope nothing happens where they have to forfeit a game. Or somebody gets hurt. Any forfeit, even if you've already blown out the cover, still throws these out, these season totals. So you got to play all 12 games. So, you know, you start getting nervous, especially when the COVID was going on and all that. Oh, Holy yeah. hell. All right. So anyway, let's Good go. Lord, that made it. These are, this is basically buying a, you're, you're buying a treasury bond with, a very good return, about a hundred percent return over the next six months. Here we go. Season over under win totals for SEC teams. Okay. The first one we're going to pull out. I think anybody in their right mind who looked at the schedule is going to say, "Holy crap, this one is set wrong." This is just like last year when Ole Miss was a seven and a half. Yep. Okay. They got ten. What did we tell you they were going to get? We said y'all got a chance at ten wins next year. Well, I'll be damned. Ten wins. All right. Kentucky has a chance at freaking 10 wins this year. Yep. They've got some tough teams on the schedule if things go their way, but, but they're they're very good for nine. They're at least good for eight guys, and the over-under on this Kentucky is seven and a half right now. I'll take the damn bet. And look, we'll, make, we'll put you at ease and run through it. Okay, so they got Miami of Ohio win at Florida. Good chance at a win, but we'll put that as a swing. Uh, Youngstown, that's two. Northern Illinois, three. Ole Miss, that's a swing. South Carolina, four. Mississippi State at home, that's win number five. At Tennessee, calling that we'll call that a loss. Missouri, win number six. Vanderbilt, win number seven. Louisville, win number eight. You win one of the swing games of Florida and Ole Miss, that's win number nine. Yeah, Money this is a lock. This is a lock. You're going to get that Kentucky. Kentucky's going to get eight wins this year. Um, let's All go right. ahead and lock that in. Ole Miss, hey, they gave y'all another half a point this year. They moved y'all on up to the eight. This is another one that, listen, if if some of the transfers don't, pan out and things go weird, there could be some turmoil down at Ole Miss. 
Having said that, Kiffin's a fucking damn good coach, guys, and he's going to win games. Y'all going to get over eight. I have. I think y'all have just as good a chance as anybody to get to ten. I think y'all have a chance, and it's a long-shot chance out there. Things will have to fall into their place. you got a chance to get 11 wins this year. There is a scenario where you go to the playoffs and don't go to the SEC championship. You slip up and beat Alabama, it could be vice versa in the same situation, right? But I do believe Alabama's on a mission this year. They got heartbroken last year because, you know, they feel like they had some bad luck in the end with the so injuries and stuff. So I have a feeling this Bama team is going to be on a freaking mission from start oh, to I finish, wire-to-wire type situation. But So they got Ole Miss at seven and a half? Set, uh, eight, just eight. a flat eight. So basically the same bet as last year, take the damn – Bet. And I'll tell you what I got. I got Ole Miss going nine and three, possibly ten and two. But here, if you want brass taxes, I think there's seven definite wins with four swing games and one LOL. Um You need one swinger and you call them the LOL the Bama game. <laughs> yeah, the Bama game's the LOL. But your four swing games are Kentucky, LSU, A and M, Arkansas. You win one of those, you got eight. You win two of those, you got nine. And I think that they take LSU this year. No, you win one of those, you got nine. You win two of those, you got ten. Ten. And I think they take right. Kentucky oh, that, and no, LSU. Oh, that's four swing games plus the LOL. Yeah. Gotcha. And I gotcha. think they take Kentucky and LSU, and that gives you nine. You We're definitely going to get LSU this year. Uh, the Kentucky, Arkansas. When- Kentucky and Arkansas are your two kind of toss-ups where you're going to be getting everything that they got. That's going to be a tough yeah, one way or the be- other. And here's the thing. When Kentucky plays Ole Miss, you're going to hate that because that's going to take away one of your wins. Well, Don't matter. I- doesn't, I, I'm talking about for both one or the other. Yeah. Either Kentucky's going to lose or Ole Miss is going to lose because that's how games work, right? Well, and I, I think A and M could be a, 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 a one of those Bama double losses because we got Bama the week before. That could be a big heartbreaker, and then you got to mm-hmm. go to Texas A and M. That could be one that sneaks up on you. So that one's a, a, a that that's a tough swing in my mind. It is, but again, I don't count y'all out of those. But no. I do believe you're going over eight again. I think that's another like great it. bet. You at least get eight and push this bet. Yep. Get your money back, right? That's you right. You just loan money for nothing for a little while. And I, I like Here's it. the next one. Here's the one a lot of people might be a little bit surprised by. Uh, Georgia is picked for 11 wins, and I'm going to take the under on that one. Mm-hmm. I think everybody out there should take the under on that one. I think a 10-2 and two is a very, very, very likely ending for Georgia. Who knows who the two teams will be? They'll be better than both of the teams that beat them. Um, there, there's four that could trip them up. Yeah, you lose the two of them, you get your you you win your yep. money, and that's that's Oregon, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Right. None of those are very good teams. Look, check me out. Y'all have a Georgia has got. If oh, there was ever a cakewalk schedule by SEC terms, they've got one this year, so they should be able to roll right through it. I oh, have a Georgia, feeling they're going to lose two games. If they just lose one, you push this bet. They lose two, you win it. You could win this bet by week three in a weird situation world. Yeah, you you pass the Bama test, you make us look dumb, and you're we're just repeat mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, and yeah. Repeat. Then Georgia's Georgia's the Georgia's a new dynasty, a new dynasty. If they continue past the Bama test, right? We'll see yep. about that. And I think you got maybe one more that that's a oh, I honorable I had to throw mention. an honorable mention in here because I was so shocked by this total. Not because I don't think that it's actually probably pretty close to right. I was just shocked because poor Auburn. Yeah. Right? Honorable mention Auburn. Six. They're over under is six wins. Vegas and money to interest expects Auburn to win six games Auburn. this year. That's the Auburn Tigers. No way. On the bright side, that's bowl eligible. On the not bright side, I don't have them hitting the over. 
On the not bright side, I think just for fun, we're going to say take the under on this. And not because I think that's a good bet. Maybe I do. But I, I, I do. hope it's not. I want them to get better. Oh, we're spo- Auburn's supposed to be good. Auburn's is supposed to be a good yeah. program, man. That's what they are. And you know what's going to piss th- me off? If the sixth win is like them just fumbling through and then they somehow well, beat Bama well, because they gave us hell last year. Let's do what we did for the last game. Yeah, but they also, one of the reasons they gave y'all hell was this defensive lineman that just disrupted y'all's soul. He's in Oxford right now. Oh, is he? J.J. Pegues. Going to be a new oh, name to watch. All nice. right, so let's go through Auburn's schedule. Mercer, win. San Jose State, win. Oh, we got two. We're in trouble. They only need four more. Penn State, loss. loss. Missouri, win. Three. LSU, loss. Georgia, loss. Ole Miss, loss. Arkansas, loss. At Mississippi State, loss. Texas A&M, loss. Western Kentucky, win. Alabama, loss. How many wins that give us? Ooh. That was they the could beat Mississippi State because that's, so that's always five. a grudge. So that could get them to the five. I just Mississippi don't State seven return. seven ain't happening. Five seven can ain't happen. happening. Six seven could happen. Five ain't. I mean, seven ain't happening. Five could happen. So that's why we're saying if you're just feeling froggy, just take the under on the six. They beat if LSU you're a cynical Auburn fan, this is your favorite bet of the year because at least you get paid if it sucks. Yeah, you can, and then you get a new. Then you get to really. See, now that's about the most counterintuitive thing in the world is that this is actually us doing Auburn fans a favor. And I hate Ah. this. Look, I'm not not even trying to knock this situation. This sucks. This is bad. I've been there. I went to school when Alabama was three and eight. It was terrible. Y'all could do that this year, very likely. No, I said at the beginning of the show, hot take. Uh, The Tigers Tigers are finishing last in the SEC, and I think Auburn's coming coming up the very bottom. I think LSU goes six and six. I think there's enough talent there for uh, old fake talking Southerner. Six and six would be a good year for Brian Kelly, and that would mean that next year could be a serious jumping off year. Um, I don't know. Brian Kelly can coach, man. It's going to go. He can coach. He can coach. He can run a very efficient offense if he's got a good defense behind him, like LSU always has. It's going to help him a lot. Um, He's just going to have to somehow make them coonasses like his douchey carpet bag. Coach Chizik recruited a little bit down there. Coach Chiswick did a little bit of recruiting, didn't he? God, did. love that. I love that, man. Get back to those episodes. You want to hear <laughs> well, something Well, man, we're back good. to, hey, back in the saddle, man. Back in week zero. Was, back in the saddle. And it's been great, man. What a great show. Awesome. Awesome we covered stuff. a lot of, we covered a lot of ground. We went 30 minutes over. Hour and a half ain't too bad for your first show of the year, right? Not not too bad. I hope, hopefully y'all stuck around, got the good stuff, which whichever part that was. Petty, uh, I hate to inform you, but if they can hear you right now, they have officially stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Guys, it's, it's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we have. Um, make sure you subscribe to our podcast and hit that automatic download button because that's how we get counted is those downloads. We need you downloading them to support the podcast. Check out weekzerosports.com. We are going to really revamp it this year. We're going to start bringing you some seriously good articles with some of the in-depth thoughts like we give you here on the show. And don't forget, SMCK, Saturday Morning Cocktail Kickoff, will be coming at you not this Saturday, not tomorrow, if you're listening on Friday, but for September 3rd, the opening of the Alabama and Ole Miss seasons. We'll have our friend Justin Riley in there for the first week and we will also have a pretty good guest i'm sure i don't know who that is right now but 
Hopefully It'll somebody. be exciting. We, We're also going to squeeze the format down on that show, so it'll only be one hour between 9.30 and 10.30 in yeah. the morning, so you can get back to game day for their picks you, and you stuff. You see the game day picks, mm-hmm. but you also see the beginning of game day where you get all the yeah. fills. But then and when you get it gets to skip sappy, the wife section in the middle. Yeah, you get to skip the wife section where they talk about all the crying shit and then watch us. Yeah, like some kicker who lost both yeah. legs but somehow is still able to kick 70 yarders. I mean, that's a great story, but... You know. But we're we're here to talk football. We don't want to make right. you cry. We don't want to make you cry on Saturday. Also, yeah. look, and we are better at picks than the bear, and it's recorded. Yeah, so listen look, to us. The if end. you love us and you got any friends, we're not opposed to sponsors. If you know anybody that like to sponsor a little old podcast, send send them our way. Tell them and if you've got cool. a if you've got a young, uh, yes. you know, up and coming broadcasting uh as a kid with broadcasting aspirations or somebody that wants to learn how to do audio and video and things like that we could always use some help and some that gives some great experience for some young person who wants to donate a little bit of their time to a couple amateurs doing a useless sports talk show fucking amateurs all right guys well y'all have a wonderful weekend enjoy week zero make sure you're following us on twitter if you want to catch up with some of our insights on game day morning because if we change any of our picks or find any good bets we'll always throw them out on twitter we'll try to throw them out on facebook too so uh, make sure you're following us if you don't know how to follow us you can go to weekzerosports.com and find the links to all of our podcasts and all of our social media stuff and and if not there's a book called 2020 for dummies that will uh, show you how to do all that stuff yeah, what is just just if you've heard of the Google, just Google what is the internet and that'll get you started. <laughs> just kidding. Love y'all. All right. You guys have a great week. We will see you bright and early next Friday morning, just like this week. And uh roll tide. Hotty toddy and peace out. See you guys next week. The Week Zero podcast is made possible by our founding sponsors. First, Workspace Solutions of Charlotte, North Carolina. They provide websites, social media, and digital advertising. Visit WorkspacePros.com. Second, we have DreamWork Financial Group of Birmingham, Alabama, a registered investment advisor. They have personalized portfolios, wealth management, and Spectre and Tempo funds. Visit DreamWork.Financial/WeekZero. Remember, investments involve risk. See website for disclaimers. A third, we have Custom Plumbing and Gas Fitters of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They specialize in residential and commercial plumbing and gas fitting, new construction and remodels. Call 205-534-2800. Finally, we have Real Rock Thin Stone Veneer by Lambstone Company. It's interior and exterior stone, thick wall and thin stone veneer. Visit lambstone.com slash week zero for more information.